Welcome to the Blue Pod, the Richmond Game Recap. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by Maddie. Maddie, I'm so pumped to be here recapping this game. Woo! Wow. Lids off, Tessie. The lids off. <laughs> well, truly. We can never stop doing this podcast because every uh, game we've played, although they were practice matches that we've done since we've started, we won. I know. I had a mate message me after the game going, looking forward to the pod. I'm like, haven't had to recap a loss yet. It's so good. <laughs> that, that win... Obviously, we're diving deep into it, but I'm so proud of the boys. It was gutsy. We hung tough. We came home strong. It was so important. It was, and it was surprisingly emotional, wasn't it? It was. It's one of my favourite footy memories, and I think that's because I'm starved of premierships. (laughs) Sad, isn't it? The round one win. Yeah, but between the years we've had with COVID, marching to the G, Matt and I got a Palmer beforehand. Mm, Soaked up the vibe in Richmond. Soaked it up, got down there. The roar when the boys came out, Doherty's goal. All of those elements. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Don't get much better than that. If you're new to the Blue Pod, it is always a welcome, first of all. We'd love to have you here. <laughs> um, we do a four-quarter performance at the Blue Pod, which means that we break the show into four quarters uh, and we'll do the same today. The first quarter, we're going to go over the team selection, some key stats from the game and give a general overview of the game. Personally, can't wait to recap quarters two and four in that overview. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, we'll they're skip the, over the They're the choices. Uh, in the second quarter, we chat about the players, uh, and this week we're doing our best and fairest votes for the first time. Yes, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, uh, that's going to be kick that off. That'll be really interesting how that plays out throughout the year. Yep, we'll we'll dig into that in the second quarter as well as any players that we thought perhaps could have lifted. In the third quarter, we do our coaches box segment where we chat about the strategy that we observed at the game, selection, a little bit about how the reserves went and who might come in all of those kinds of things. And then we'll finish in the fourth quarter with some of our fun new segments, the buzzword where we uh, pick a word from the press conference and see how many times Vossi says it and Nonagina's mailbag and any blues news. So before we jump in, housekeeping, Maddie. Yes. Very last minute you and I had an idea last week. <laughs> last minute, hours before the first hours game. Hours before the first game. And that was to start a blue pod footy tipping competition. So I think anyone that was up to date with the socials maybe got a bit of a head start. Uh, yes. I apologise for the way in which it was advertised on the socials. It was me uh, in the middle of a work day trying to quickly get the, the prioritising the blue pod footy t- tipping comp over any work. So it's out there. Prize money is on the line, mainly bragging rights because we'll be giving the shout out to whoever's winning each round on the pod. Yes. And 100 bucks to the winner. 50 to second and 50 to second last, I think was the point. 20, yeah, 25 last, I think it was. I can't remember what you put up. Something like that anyway. There's, there's Potentially, if they, we have merch by the end of the season, there might be some merch, maybe top 10 or something as well going on. If someone out. wants to sponsor the, the prize money, will increase. <laughs> we'll put it that way. So basically, this is the advertisement because at the moment, the odds are good for those who are in the footy tipping comp. I haven't looked closely. I might be on one. So if you haven't got in That's yet, the game, yeah, yeah. don't feel afraid to jump in. You're only going to be one behind me. So. 100%. I've gone terribly as well. Yeah. I tipped the Bulldogs. They let me down. Although hopefully they continue that form into next week. <laughs> if you want to jump on board the footy tipping competition, go to our Instagram at the.bluepod. In the highlights, there's footy tipping story. So just click on that and it shows you a link to the, to the comp and the competition code. So you just follow the link, click join competition and enter that code and then you can join the footy tipping comp. I'll put up some more links to it this week just to get as many people on board as we can before round two. Anyway, without further ado, Maddie, let's dive into this game. Quarter one. Let's go. All right, Maddie, should we start off by talking about the selection? Possibly the most well-received Carlton selection like in years. Yeah. Well, it wasn't too different to what we were expecting. No, but there were a few surprises. 
Plowman not selected? Plowman wasn't selected. We were trying to get him in our teams, though. I had him on the bench. I, I had dropped him, but I didn't actually think they would do that. I uh, love that they it was did. It was a bit of a surprise to see Plowman wasn't there. He had been struggling, I think, to get um, back to full fitness. He was sort of late to the training game, so that may have played a small part. Yeah. Not that I, I don't mind if he comes into the team. I'm not a Plowman hater, but it just is a statement to drop players like him, like Ed Kerno didn't make it in. No, I don't think we're expecting Ed to get in, but it has it been a bit of a changing of the guard. We look at the players that aren't there that were there last year. Uh, Ed's, Murphy, Plowman, Kerno, Nunes. Players you're not shattered to see left off the list, we'll put it that way. It probably shows that the list is looking healthier, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's exciting to see. And we had TDK, Pitto and Soss and... Yeah. I think it worked. That was probably the biggest surprise for me that they did... I mean, I know they did it against Richmond, but it's sort of... I thought they may have just been doing it to give everyone a bit of game time against yeah. Melbourne. So to do it against Richmond uh, caught, caught me a bit off guard with selection. That was probably the biggest change to what we were anticipating with our teams. And I agree with you. I, I think for that game, it worked. Yeah, I think it worked well. And Jack, uh, I think he rocked once maybe so won the tap out though yeah 100 <laughs> so our boy jack the ruckman still delivering yeah so that was surprising any other selection shocks for you not really they when they first put the team out we're sort of like oh they've mixed it up a little bit but then yeah. when it actually came to game day it was like lob and setters on the wing and yeah how you would yeah. expect them to line up maybe martin starting over fisher on the field but i mean throughout the game it all sort of plays out with game time fairly evenly and what about omac over young i mean we suspected that would happen but i think that was on the the writing was on the wall I, that didn't surprise me at all when i picked young in my preseason team it was just sort of being a bit more cheeky than anything else so i might be jumping ahead but Omak was fine, but I can't say his performance has made me desperate for him for Young to never get a gig ahead of him. No, it's I still feel the same that after this game that I wouldn't be surprised or disappointed if, if it changed going into round two. Yep. All right, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's talk yeah, about some of that boring of, stuff. Yeah. yeah. The stats, Maddie. Some of that are jumping off the page to me right now. My favorite stat from the game: fourteen tackles inside fifty to one in our favor. Something that traditionally we've struggled with, I think really showed the intent and the new yep. style of play that they want to do inside the forward line, how good those small forwards are doing. Oh, fantastic. So, you know, what else jumps off the page to you? Oh, clearances. If you look at your Senate... Good call, excellent call, sausage call. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. I don't think they were saying that we lost a clearance in the last quarter, but we just dominated them uh, out of the middle. 40 to 22. Thank you very much. And I think it was something like 17 to 2 in the last quarter or something crazy like that. The other one probably inside 50s. Yeah. Yep. 64 inside 50s or 40. 64 is like crazy high numbers. I know. That's I mean, territory dominance. It is. It really is. And I think they paint the picture of the game, don't they? They stats. do. Uh, those are the ones that jump off the page in terms of team stats. What about any individuals? Are there any individual stats? I mean, we're going to get to the players. I mean, there's some that naturally, but Cripps, Kennedy. Oh, any- the midfield. Just the amount of, and, and in one way is almost not just, the amount of touches our midfield got, it was how little theirs got. So yeah. their midfielders, uh, Dusty gets 21. Uh, Jane Short's a halfback flanker. But, you know, Shea Bolton, 16, Pickett, 18. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, 18 touches. Our midfielders, Candy, 33, Cripps, 30, Chera, 30, Hewitt, 28. Like, they Amazing. just got their hands on so much ball, which I thought was incredible. And they kicked goals. Our goal kickers were predominantly from the midfield. It was, yeah. No, the midfield didn't uh, get on top goal-wise, did they? It's just amazing to me. All right, let's start from the start now. We've uh, picked out some of the highlights. Do you want to talk us through, you know, the first quarter, the first half of the game and some highlights from it? Okay, so 
I'll set the scene. Everyone Please. obviously watched on probably on telly or hopefully we're there. I'm expecting a dramatic you we entered the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it was a warm, humid evening at Melbourne. Thursday night, 73,000 at the G. Love it. It was just buzzing. You had the Carlton supporters excited to finally break the hoodoo and what yeah. that could mean if we do. Nervous to lose and have the same feelings of the last decade flood back. Totally. And then on the other hand, you had the Richmond supporters excited to continue their easy roll into the season, one oh. zip. Nervous knowing that if they lose, it probably means their dynasty is well and truly over. Yeah. So there was high stakes, I thought, for both teams. Absolutely. Going into the first quarter, I thought that Richmond's perhaps, you know, more experience in the big games maybe showed yeah. a little. The things that killed us early on was just so many skill errors. Shocking. From none other oh. than Cripps as well, over and over. Yeah. Not that he overall, as we'll get to, played an amazing game, but that first quarter, my God. Yeah. And then on the flip side, uh, Richmond moved the ball so easily against us. I mean, you and me yeah. were looking at each other and what is going on? Yeah. They're going from one end to the other. Tearing us up. Yeah, they were, and it was not looking good. And you felt confident that we would – correct course a little bit but it was a nervy start very nervy um, and Richmond were peppering the goals they could have been six or seven goals up at the end of the first quarter yeah luckily for us the scores at the end of the first quarter uh it was only nine to 29 so in the end we're only down 20 points about three goals it wasn't so bad I but mean TDK had a chance to kick the first he goal. did I was just about to say big moments from the first game and it's probably what everyone sort of would love to see with the big three guys in the team you had Charlie mark it up the wing kick it down to Harry who then kicked it into TDK who took another hand Hanger. He's yeah. just going to sit on someone's head every week. I love it. Unfortunately, missed the shot, but that looked great. Bolton for the Tigers looked great for them, yeah. unfortunately. He yeah. is fast. He's zippy. He's a very good player, and he kicked a couple early goals, and that had us concerned. And Lynch had the goods on Omak. Well and truly. Omak was making me nervy the he whole did. game, to be honest. Yeah. Actually, when I watched it back live at the ground, you and I were like, oh, my God, Omak's man again. There yeah, he goes. every time. When I watched it back, he had a few more good moments than I realised at the ground. But at the ground, I, I was nervous every yeah. time I went in his direction. And we'll talk about him when we talk about the players. But in the preseason, I've been maybe critical of his ball use and that continued in this game. But yeah. the one thing that was his go-to was his one-on-one -on -one defending, which wasn't probably at its best this game. Yeah. And, yeah, so then we finished up the first quarter. I said 20 points down. The could only goal, worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. The only goal we got was from Kennedy and it was like a messy inside 50 and he did a really nice snap over his shoulder. And the only other positive, I guess, was that our midfield, Chera, Cripps, Hewitt and Kennedy were all getting their hands on it. Even McGovern and Doc out of the back line had a, quite a few touches in the first quarter. Something I noticed about Chera in the first quarter that I liked. Yes. Knows how to draw in the back free. Oh, he's a pro, <laughs> isn't he? I think you made a comment, something like yeah. he's obviously trained with Murph in the off yeah, season. Exactly. He just gets it and just sort of plops forward. I'm it's, all for it. This he's a pro at it. Coming into the second quarter, I feel like, I mean, we talked about Cripps. We thought he was going to put the team on his back. Oh, boy, did he ever. And obviously they came out, they worked a lot harder as a team, and so there was none of the easy ball movement for Richmond. Yeah. But what I loved about it was, and it was some of the old school players, so it was like Cripps, Doc, Kennedy, they really said, guys, we're not losing to Richmond again. Yeah. And they really inspired a massive fight back in the second quarter. So Richmond didn't kick a goal in that second quarter, which was awesome. And we kicked four goals. So to hit to get things going, first of all, McGovern gets a 50 and spots up 
Crips. Oh, sorry, before that, sorry, I've jumped the gun slightly. McGovern took a big hanger on the wing. Yes, I loved that. Yeah, which was really a, a watershed moment for the team, really changed the flow. He went inboard to Kennedy, who handballed it to Cher, who handballed it to Love, who handballed it to Crips, and then goal from 50. So, Love d- the yeah, hands. and Durden did the right thing and let Crips get the goal yes, and it flowed through. Yes. Uh, the next Didn't one was. Crips go up to him afterwards and say, I know, I was like, you could have caught it, mate, but thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the next one I started with McGovern again, which I was about to mention before, but he got a 50 off the halfback and then speared yep. it into Crips. And I see Cripper doing that as well. Yeah, and that drifting forward from, from the midfield. He had Cochin his opponent that time and Cripps is going to outmark Cochin every day of the week going yeah, forward like yeah. that. But then normally last year when he goes forward and gets I wouldn't back him to kick the goal. He kicks beautifully. Oh, off the foot going for goal. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's the night and day between his previous efforts and seasons compared to this one. And then finally another McGovern effort winning a contest against Lynch. Long down the wing, Charlie sort of looked like he was going to take a mark and be on, missed it, slapped it forward, ball sort of tumbled right. forward. Yeah, gets to Lockie O'Brien who hits Durden up and gives us the, the lead back officially for the first time. Glad you mentioned that because jumping, I'm jumping ahead to players, but Lockie copped it a bit on our socials this week for his game. Yeah. <laughs> but he had some nice moments and I thought that was one. He had really a few nice assists. Delivery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll talk about him, but I agree. That was one of his better moments in a probably a poor game for, for Lockie. Finally, um, another 50-metre penalty, which we seem to be the best team in the comp at drawing 50s. Don't know what that's about. I know. Even Voss was like, I don't mind if they're going to give it to us. Yeah. Against Lynch, uh, he sent Doc forward. So that was the moment. could be the iconic moment of the game. Docky goes to about 40 out straight in front, even before he kicked it. Oh, goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps no, just thinking seriously. about it. Whole stadium on their feet, yeah. clapping. I'm looking around, Richmond supporters up, up clapping. clapping. Credit to them. That was oh, amazing. Um, on top of the cheer he got when they introed him on the when they run through the yeah. players prior to the game. So it was the second time that the crowd acknowledged him and then he slots it. And the fist pumps. The roar. Oh, the roar. And you thought, we are on. Like, and I here may or may we not go. have got watery eyes. Yeah, it was, it was emotional. It was. Oh, it was I, amazing. And a, the boys came from everywhere to yeah. him. The whole stadium, including the Richmond supporters, are up. Everyone in our Carlton area was just on their feet, loving it. Yeah. That was magic. So it was a... Quarter of Carlton dominance. Be remiss of me to miss out the fact that to mention that Prestia for Richmond went off yes, hurt at the start of yes. the second quarter, which definitely helped our midfield. But our midfield just dominated. Kennedy is a beast. 12 Kennedy, you touches. might be a star, Matt. You might have been wrong last I week. I know. I'm, I'm eating those words a bit. Sorry, almost, Blues Brothers. You may have been <laughs> right about that one. Yeah. Uh, I did say if he keeps it up, he would be a superstar. I just didn't think he would. But he got 12 touches in that quarter. Phenomenal. Um, was really the catalyst. Cripps had nine touches in the quarter for two goals and Doc had seven touches for a goal. So going into halftime, we're up 39 to 31. And one other thing about that quarter, speaking of Doc, that massive chase he did to chase down Shy Bolton, who then missed. Yes. And that was the thing. He kicks the goal, but then one thing, you appreciate more at the ground I think he just sprinted his heart out all the way down the ground to apply that pressure and Shy Bolton misses the goal there was a few times where Doc I know he looked like he was blowing up but that was because he was doing some hard gut running a few times like he was working his ass off he was inspirational amazing Maddie all right then we get into the second half third quarter we came out flat there was no doubt about it. You could feel from the moment the quarter started that we weren't switched on and I was worried. I thought, oh, my God, what do we need to do here to – does the crowd need to lift? It, it was felt just like flat. we had to do it for him almost, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Notably, Noah Bolter uh, went forward in the third he quarter. He did. Yeah, actually, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And he started to get on top of Omac. Oh, I know. Just so, exposed him a little, didn't he? Yeah. And then Omac, after another goal, did a terrible kick in. So just a couple moments there that were a little concerning. And we were flat, but – what was pleasing for me is that we weren't blown away in this third quarter. It wasn't the second quarter dominance. Richmond definitely started to kick away, uh, started to 
take over the game and the momentum's well and truly swung in that direction. But we hung tough. They got a couple goals inside 50. I'm just going to say it. We got a thousand free kicks. So I'm not complaining. We got all the 50s. Oh, but, but it felt like every time. Every time. So there was the trip on Williams, which was dubious. In yeah, front of goal. probably there, but soft. Yep. Durden went full eyes on the footy defending Ralph Smith. Yep. And got forward contact. Yep. Watching that on the replay, even worse than at the ground. <laughs> so infuriating. And it felt like their freeze were just turning into goals. So it really oh, didn't help us. Yeah. I thought, my God, umpires, like we're on, we're playing well and you just it, it's just going against you. Now we won't complain because it swung back later. Yes. But no, it did feel like every time they went forward, it was a free in front yeah. of goal to them. Yeah. Yeah. I've noted here that I thought Pido was really good in the third, started getting involved at ground level as well. Yep. And what was really important for us is that Harry kicked an important goal from 45 out to kind of... Stem the flow. Yep, swung one back in. It yep. didn't look like it was necessarily going in immediately. No. But it swung back, went through, and I thought that was really important. We hung tough and then we got one against the flow. Then Gov did a lovely kick again that ended up with Sauce for quite an important goal and we were back within, I mm. think it was 10 points at that stage. Sauce's first goal, he's, he was kicking the ball beautifully, Sauce. These two shots, they're all from the pockets and he's first to hit the post. Posters, yeah. yeah he's very unlucky. So we, we hung tough during that momentum swing towards Richmond, assisted by the, the men in green. Got a goal back from Harry and Sauce, but then at the end of the quarter, it quite hurt that Dusty got that goal late. Mm, it kind I of stung know. a little bit Just after we'd hung tough. Yep. Three-quarter time, what did you think? Did you think we were going to... With the goal from Sauce, it gave me a bit of renewed confidence because we did something but the yeah. dread that was in the air oh. in that third quarter i remember just we also yeah. looked at each other and we're like oh, oh. it's going to be another season like it's gonna this. happen again yeah because normally we don't fight back no not no. normally exactly i went to the bathroom at this break and as you're coming out and i'm just thinking oh my god yeah please. so there was definitely a huge sense of dread in the air and i think everyone was really nervous because you just don't want to have another bad season yeah it was just a really nervous quarter no yeah. player actually i was going to mention this apparently no player on our list that played that game has won against richmond in round one which doesn't surprise me because it's been 10 years since we beat them in round one or is it 12 years since we beat them in round one and 10 years oh, just since it's we've... like 11 games or 12 it's games too bloody long it's about a decade <laughs> and i think also the mental you gotta think about the mental baggage of those players yeah. so like for crips who's probably one of the highest games and longest serving players nowadays with some yeah. of the retirements never beat richmond in round one all those years losing first round of richmond yeah right? that exactly. mentally that's just got to wear you down and on the converse you've got richmond who are used to big stages now turning it around fighting back i, I started to think oh my god this is going to go the way it always does not to be <laughs> we rolled into the fourth quarter i was a bit worried because charlie had an opportunity and we'll get to charlie but you know not his best game at the start of the fourth to start us off perfectly with a goal and he missed and then Bolton for them quickly gold down the other end. Yeah, so, yeah. With, with when uh, Weeders rolled his ankle and they sort of got one yes, loose. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was a worry. But then the midfield just went bang. Chera lifted, Kennedy lifted, Cripps, the whole group. The clearance dominance from this point onwards was, oh. I think, 100% our favour. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they. it's hard to beat a team if you can't win the ball in the middle and it just goes... Yeah. forward for the other team and they kick a goal yeah. every time, which is what we started doing. Exactly. I should say, actually, this isn't about the fourth quarter, but what was frustrating for us with, luckily, was locked in our forward 50 because we seemed to really struggle moving out of defensive 50 throughout the game. So in the fourth quarter, luckily, we didn't have that problem <laughs> because we kept winning clearances. So Durden, who I thought was great, got our first goal in the fourth to get us going. Um, yeah, we, that hard work from Moe's and the little yeah, give. Little yeah. And it was a really persistent goal. It kind of pushed forward a bit scrappy and then finally got through for the goal and we needed that break breakthrough. It gave us some hope. Then we got another 50. Yep. Hey. I mean, thank you, umpire. Good call, excellent call, sausage call. <laughs> Fantastic decision. So that was where there was the kicking in danger free and Graham threw the ball back to Richmond thinking it was yeah. his mate. Sorry, well, we just did this all the time. 
50 metres. Yay! That's what we're So another 50. That's far more appropriate. I've got to keep an eye on the other sound effects available. Hewitt goes forward and gets his first goal in navy blue. Yes, that was great. nice. Then we get the perfect, a couple minutes later, Saad hit hit up to Cripps by perfect, I mean. (laughs) When he took the player run around the mark, we're like, yeah, go, Saadie. Yeah, this is looking good. And then just, woof, off the side of the ankle. I don't even think it hit his foot off the ankle. But straight to Cripps. And then Cripps, our reliable goal kicker. Oh, never going to miss now. Captain's goal, bang. Suddenly the crowd's going wild. You're feeling the momentum starting to shift. Everyone's starting to feel it, weren't they? But still, I could hardly look every time we were looking for goal because, you you know, the, the dread from seasons past is hanging over us. But then... The moment, I think, where things really turned was Jack Martin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. For a man with skinny little legs. You and I sitting there What going, a foot. Is he going to go back and kick this? Well, like, oh, he won't make it. He's not, he hasn't got the distance. I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's going to do like a little bit of a zig on, zag yeah. on the man on the mark. Eat our words. It Flushed through yeah. all the way through the goals. Not just, just making it, not like getting guarded over the line. And the crowd just went bananas. That was the moment where you thought, oh, my God. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then... The dominance continues out of the centre. We have the quick goal. Again, Martin involved, hands to fish, who does this beautiful snap oh, finish. On his left. Phenomenal. Yeah. I could probably recount this quarter in my sleep because I've watched it a few times. I think that was the moment where I thought genuinely, like I was sort of hopeful the whole time. Yeah. But when Fish slotted that shot, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's, I think, that's I think I we've think got it. Everyone took a deep breath, yeah. like our intro music. Hold your breath. <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. I've written here that TDK, um, he's rucking. So he went into the centre and started rucking in the fourth really effectively. He just could have cut the ball out of the air a couple of times. Yeah, so the whole, the dominance from the centre was including him. It was really fantastic. Cripps limped from the ground around this point. He did. It was when he got um, that big... Three people tackled him and he flicked that beautiful handball over yeah. his back of his head and I think yep. he tweaked his knee or his ankle or something. Yeah, so that was a bit of shame, but then he, he desperately got back on there. Chera, I mean, it was just our moment. There was a moment where Dusty went to tackle Chera. And Chera oh, I forgot about yeah, this. In the, yeah, almost did the don't argue himself on the wing. Talk um, about like a great like mirror for the game, isn't it? Like yeah. Carlton passing Richmond. But I know, yeah. yeah, exactly. That was the And Dusty gave up. Yeah, I know. When he missed the tackle, he didn't chase. He didn't chase. Yeah. And so, great. So then we had the, uh, again, another player who bobbed up despite a terrible game, O'Brien, got the free, milked it, but it was there. Hey, he got hit in the face. He I, if he didn't go face. down like a sack of potatoes like he did, I would have been disappointed yeah, after some to. of the frees they were getting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Rewalt felt like a brush of air against his face in the first <laughs> quarter or something and went down and took a knee. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, no, no arguing with, with that. Um, O'Brien went back, slotted it, grabbed the jumper. Yeah. There was a lot of jumper grabbing in the celebrations. I feel like it was a turning point. The whole social media thing for Carlton at the moment is a new chapter and you really felt that feeling with Voss in the box and with the yeah. grabbing. I actually the felt good for Lockie getting that because he'd had a rough game. Yeah, exactly. I was really happy that he persisted and, and managed to – that's what you want, the players who aren't playing amazingly to still bob up and have moments. That's a good team. Yeah. Um, Chera kicked a poster after getting another in the back free because he's the in the back professional. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was disappointing because I wanted him to have his first goal in navy blue, which he did because <laughs> – <laughs> 50 metres. Yeah. <laughs> Another 50 for abuse. In fact, it was 100 in the end because who was it that ran straight in front of him? That was Graham for them. What was an idiot. So yeah. I think he was annoyed about the free kick because it was a pretty 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Cheryl, Cheryl worked it. And um, first, I think it was Arts, like, tripped up in front of him. And yeah. I thought we were going to get it then, but the umpire gave him Arts the benefit of the doubt. And then Graham was like, oh, I'll just run in front of you as well. And yeah. the umpire's like, well, you can't all do it. Exactly. So. Well, they should have given the first one. Exactly. And yeah. You and I were there, like, 15. Yeah. I know. I think just kick it into his back. Like, yeah, like prove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then he got his first goal and all the boys ran from everywhere to get around him. And that ended out us goals but then tdk hit the post we kicked 100 over 100 points i thought it was really nice to it get them nice, to that yeah. milestone and then doc gets a possession late in the quarter and the crowd goes wild again and then it was magic the game was over the siren went and i don't think i've stayed as long to sing that many rounds of the song for a oh, while no one moved no one moved. everyone's hanging no around and again and we, we went to go <laughs> We went to leave and then we're like, and they say played it again. We all sort of stopped halfway out and we're like, yeah, we'll just do, we'll it, do, it, again. do it another Let's time. Do it. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. So, what a game. Um, I think that probably recaps the big moments. Should we jump into the second quarter and dive deep onto the players and do our votes for the first time from the game? Yeah, we should. I just wanted to point out, though, that like, I know we mentioned it, but it was absolute dominance from Carlton uh, even though we got away with it had been the first quarter 14-17 with five posters oh, yeah. and absolute domination out of the middle we could have uh, we won by 25 points it could have yeah. been a 40 point win it could have yeah, yeah exactly and that was what occurred to me re-watching it um after the game at the ground I thought oh second and um sorry our first and third quarters were rubbish but then I was watching the third in particular and I thought no we actually hung around we weren't yeah. Never blown away. Like we dominated that game from probably half the the second quarter onwards. We yeah, we really were we were win. well on top, and it could have been could have been a bigger win. But I mean, hey, any wins a good. We'll win. take it. All we'll right, let's, take let's it. talk players because they've got lots to talk about. All right, second quarter. All right, Maddie. Second quarter. So it's time to talk about the players. There's a long list. Where do we start? I mean, at the top? Ooh, I know you just want to praise all of them, don't you? But let's start right from the top. Let's let's go with the captain. The captain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back to his best. Oh, he just continued that pre-season form, didn't he? Which was nice because I was a little bit nervous because, you know, like a pre-season, are people just like not double-teaming him because it's the pre-season? Yeah. And the first quarter, I mean, he was doing a lot of things right, but his skills were letting us down a little bit and then – from the second quarter on, beast mode activated. Oh, he's looking so good. He's finishing goals for once. He always threatened to be a good goal kicker and he's finally doing it. And if he can do that and tidy up that aspect of his game, like let's go put money on him for the Brownlow right now. I'm on <laughs> Yeah, why not? Get what in there. Possibly did collect three votes just quietly. I think it probably helps him having all those players around him as well, though, to oh, have yeah. the faith to give it to Kennedy and, and Chera and, yeah. you know, all those guys around him really working well together. He did what we thought he would do. He put the team on his back in the third quarter as well when we needed to dig in. He was just determined, I'm not losing this game. You could just see it in him. He was everywhere. He was doing everything. He's so strong. Yep. It's unbelievable. The he, made, hands. he made sure everyone knew about it by ripping his top open at, at, during each quarter. No one was complaining about <laughs> that. <laughs> what's his, he's, what, he's wearing paper mache tops or something while everyone else is wearing Two normal. Yeah, exactly. So I saw something that was like Patrick Cripps' stats, 33 disposals or whatever it was. Two jumpers. Oh, he laid that one tackle. I can't remember who it was, but it was a Richmond player in the pocket in front of us and the thud when he hit that player. You could hear it from Ooh. where we were sitting, the skin. Yeah. I just thought the whole – I mean, the whole midfield dominated. Yeah. You can't talk bad about any of the midfield. Kennedy, Chera, um, Hewitt. Hewitt. They all did exactly what they were doing all preseason. Hands on the ball. 
and they even kicked quite a few goals, which I thought was good. Amazing. The chemistry really seems to be building there. It, when they have that centre bounce, I think you said they seem to kind of run in the line and then the quick hands between them to get it out of there. Yeah, we'll talk about it a bit more in the coach's yes, box. But the, there's a, the, the handballing, there's been a change in philosophy on how we move the ball right, out of that's clearances. That's a teaser for the third quarter. Leave it there. <laughs> it, to round out the midfield, what do you think of our wingers, Lockie O'Brien and Setterfield? So Setters actually would be on my pleasantly surprised list. I thought he was better on Thursday night than he had been in the preseason. I don't think he was amazing, but he was. I thought he was okay. I think he was the definition of a role player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was fine. And Lockie, I think, actually, I was a bit disappointed in. I thought he had much better games in the preseason. Yeah. I, I He bobbed up a couple of times and he kicked an important goal, but I've been big on him. I was excited by him and he had a pretty disappointing game. I think he'd be disappointed. Yeah, him. I think he would. I think he worked hard and he, he got to all the right spots. He just looked like he was nervous. Yeah, and he probably was. It's a huge stage. guy who was so confident in the preseason and running around guys and hitting up kicks, all of a sudden he was worried. Yeah. And... He got smothered a few times because he was looking predictable. Holding the ball as well. Oh, like that time you said he should have faked the kick in, yeah, inside 50. Yeah, he got so worried about like he wasn't willing to do anything that was a bit fancy and I think he was so worried about doing something wrong it led to bad results. Yeah, exactly. Smothered kicks, um, holding the balls. There was exactly that moment where he was um, delivering the ball inside 50 and he did do it, who too, but on such a sharp angle and you said if he just faked the kick, mm. the defender would have gone flying and he could have done a perfect, beautiful kick inside 50 entry, but he was playing, like you say, like just like a completely cautious, nervous player. Yes, he was. And I think we give him the benefit of the doubt round one and you let him hopefully recapture some of that preseason form. Yep. And hopefully those nerves just go out a little bit, especially against the doggies in a smaller crowd. So. On the socials, the.bluepod on Instagram, the bluepod on Twitter, the bluepod on TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Follow us. We love to get you guys involved in the conversation. But I should mention, Maddie, that there was a bit of disappointment. In fact, I put out a post saying who surprised you pleasantly and who disappointed you. The two players that came up the most as disappointing, Lockie. So everyone yep. was pretty disappointed. I can understand that. Expecting more. The other was Charlie. So what did you think about Charlie's game? I can understand that as well. I mean, he wasn't – he didn't do much. He wasn't much of a factor. I think that also had played yeah. a part in why they threw Bolter forward because they, they could, yeah. yeah. To be fair on Charlie, it's like his third game in two years. He played, what, two games at the end of last season? Exactly. But I was expecting a bit more from him. He didn't so have any – normally with Charlie, even when he has a bad game, there's one or two exciting moments. Yeah. And yeah, he, he just nothing that. stuck in his no. – in the preseason, he'd been taking good marks. yeah. Uh, and looking athletic. Yeah, and just but he'd been missing just his shots on goal. But today he had been he was missing everything like shots on goal, marks. Yeah. He uh, just but look and also he hasn't played with Harry that much. I know they've been in the team together a long time, but one's always been injured. So yeah. it might just take a little while for those two to figure things out. Build some chemistry. What did you think of Harry's game? Uh, he didn't get much help, but he was a bit quiet too. Yeah. But on the plus side, we had lots of goal kickers. Exactly. You don't exactly. want to be relying on Harry every week. No. And he had Grimes on him, who's a very good defender. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Charlie and Harry, considering how well the team went, the fact that neither of them really lit it up for us at all, Surprising, it's a big it? positive, I think, in a way. Yeah, no, that's true. And Harry, when he needed to, did kick that important goal in the third. So He did. And they provided a target. Um, but you definitely want to see more out of them going forward. What happens, and you said this at the game, which is helpful with Charlie and Harry, is sometimes because the, the – opposition are distracted by them it gives jack an opportunity or someone else an opportunity to pop up and take the mark so i thought jack actually had a good game forward he did yeah um, definitely helped him out yeah i thought they were okay what about uh rucks what did you think of pito and tdk 
They both had pretty good games, didn't they? Yeah, I and, thought so. Uh, I think it was in Pito's interview. He was just talking about like the, their different contrasting styles and Pito's like, yeah, I just smash into them and Tom jumps over the top. Yeah. And I thought you could sort of tell like and you could see the Richmond Ruckman really had to change tact and the fact that Tom probably got on top of them towards the end of the game with his leaping when the other rucks were tied is yeah. pretty telling, especially yeah. having the two rucks. Would Tom be still be jumping all over them if he'd rucked the whole game? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. So in some ways I can see how that worked for us. Yeah. I still feel like it was a bit of a squeeze to get them all in. I think so, but I was actually – I thought it worked okay, better than I thought it would. Yeah, it was better than I thought too. Richmond did go in tall though, which I think also helps. Yeah. In terms of yeah. like we were sort of almost matching their – their selections, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why Charlie was a bit quiet. Maybe. <laughs> he had TDK up for it as well, clunking or jumping everything, launching. Well, it works for TDK, doesn't it, as well? Having all, like yeah. He's getting like the third best defender. So yeah, makes it easier for him as well. Um, who else pleasantly surprised you? I've got a couple names here. I'm interested if you feel the same. Pleasantly surprised. I thought the midfield rolled on like they did. I, I feel like... Durden, I was really happy with his he output. Right, I thought he was really good. It was good to see him continue what he's doing. McGovern probably played the yes. best game we've seen him play. I thought Gov was fantastic. Yeah, so good. He had that moment where he almost um, he did that intercept mark and then ran onto fifty. Oh, I know. Only just another poster, one of yeah. five. But his game, his delivery inside fifty, he was really important. He's for kicking. Us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he takes great marks. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about in the pre, like his speed, like is surprisingly oh, yes. fast. He, he closes really yeah. quick. And then, yeah, his use of the ball is really good. It starts to make you feel like, why have we wasted trying him up forward for two years? This is his spot. Yeah. And he's playing off people. Like we were watching him and like he was half ignoring his man and trying to position himself yep. for the intercept. Like he is solely focused on that intercept game. And he's, he's, I thought he was great. I've got him down as someone who I was really um, surprisingly impressed by. Like, because he kind of expected it from my midfield group now so it's exciting when yeah it is pop up. and I know we've like sung his praises but like Doc first oh, game back he was a beast he was so good yeah there was one moment which really summed him up I thought uh, and it's one of those ones where it might be harder to pick on TV so I thought I'd mention it and I can't remember what quarter it was in unfortunately I think it was in the second half but they were they had sort of got out a little bit and they were down on the wing and it was yeah. a one-on-one -on -one contest out coming out of the pocket that the guy yeah. was kicking the ball to and Docky ha Doc had sprinted all the way across the field and yeah. he managed to just get there and spoil and he got in front of the leading Richmond player and spoiled it and it was absolutely ruined. But you could see him coming from like a mile away. Yeah, I was I even like, oh, look at Doc come, here he comes. And, and he just works so hard. And those are the little moments to make a difference because I know the one you're talking about and if he hadn't got there and impacted that contest, they were off. They yeah, were the like, Richmond player yeah. was out on the lead. It would probably would have been a shot on he goal. He saw it from a mile away and he works his butt off. Yeah, I think that that's a... Uh, Good call, excellent call, sausage call. Good no, to I thank you. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Jack Martin's game after giving him oh, a little bit of a yeah. bashing last week on the pod. I thought I should course correct and say that <laughs> uh, I thought he was good. Not, not necessarily in my best votes, but that really important goal and the setting up of fish when he needed to, he bobbed up and... He was clean in that fourth quarter, wasn't he, with yeah. his hands? His mark, but also that one fish, that bounce, he took it yeah. real clean. Yeah. And he did what we always said he has to do. We always say he's a match winner and he's classy and yeah. didn't necessarily get his hands on it heaps, but then when it mattered, he bobbed up and was that match winner. Absolutely. And he won't be there next week, so we'll come to that soon. No. With the COVID situation. So it'll be interesting to see who replaces him. Speaking of the forward line, I thought Owie's goal kicking was a bit disappointing. We brought it up in the preseason. It has yeah. been a struggle for a while and he continues to struggle with his goal kicking. Yeah. I love Owie's what he does in terms of like team player. Yeah. There are just red flags for me as a small forward. One, 
struggles to finish. Yeah. Small forwards don't get many opportunities. And I feel like you when you get them, them, you got to take them. Yeah. And the other one, and I know Grimes is apparently quick, but there was this one where Jack Martin, oh. I think, kicked the ball out in front of him into the 50. And you see yeah. a little midget small forward and their fullback running back onto it. And you're like, this should be a goal. Yeah. Or, or at least should snatch it up. Should yeah. be close. And Grimes just dispatched him and took it away. And you're like, I know come exactly on, mate. Totally. Yeah. So that does sort of concern me a little bit with Oe's. Were there any other players that maybe you thought didn't have a good game? Who else is on my – I thought I've got Charlie, Harry, Omak. Uh, we've touched on it. I don't think Omak filled me with confidence. No, he made me really nervous. Yeah. I think what they did is I'm not sure. I'd have to maybe – what I don't know if you can tell on TV. I was going to say watch it back. But I think initially what they did is they had Weeders as like the goalkeeper – and almost playing like a loose spare key back. Yeah. And then Omak would go with Lynch. Well, that alarms me because I didn't see him once go with him. He let him run at it and leap. I know. Lynch was like taking like chess marks. Lynch was doing a training drill. And then they switched it and you could tell the difference immediately. Yeah. Like Weeders on Lynch was way better. But then Bolter went forward and so Omak had to pick up and Bolter. And then kicked a goal. And you saw we watched the replay at the game on the screen and we're like, who was on him? Uh. Yeah. And a few of his disposals were super average as well. So, yeah, Omak wasn't great. And we've talked about Lockie O'Brien being nervous, not having a great game. Yeah. Fish <coughs> wasn't – I've got Fish on the list. of He had some really nice moments, but I thought overall, eh. Yeah. He bobbed up for that goal. He's a bit like a Jack Martin game, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. do much, but bobbed up at the right time. Yeah. Zach Williams – I didn't think much. Saad yeah, was, he was, Saad was way better. Williams just didn't seem to get his hands on it yeah. that night. Didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, I never was like, oh, why didn't he do it? Yeah. But we didn't, I think maybe credit Richmond, but they didn't allow us to get that running game as much yeah, off, the, off half the half back. I think Saad's work rate just ended up working for him in Amazing. the end. Amazing. And then we've talked about Charlie. So that was probably it for the. Kind of disappointing players. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Are you ready to go to votes? I feel like. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go for the, the so BNF votes. We're opening the BNF. Here we go. <laughs> no, 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 you intro that. That's how I was ready for the next. Da, 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 da. I just, you know, got to build it up. Yeah, it's big um, award. I apologise to everyone who had to hear me singing that. Um, <laughs> so the way we're doing the votes this year, Blue Crew, is Matt and I get ten points each each game to allocate as we see fit. So yeah, we give all ten to someone if we wanted to, or we can split them. I was going to go max five. Points oh, a player. sorry, you're right. It is max five a player. I haven't given anyone more than that. So Good. We're okay, so that is what we're doing because otherwise yeah. you give someone ten points and it's all like, that's it's, a you're lot. It. So yeah. you're going to give Zach Williams because you called him as a – Yeah, for the last three games of the season, I'm going to just bring him home. Uh, for those who haven't tuned in before, Matt had him as a uh, – No, we're not talking about it anymore. We are, we are. <laughs> he had him as a smoky for our uh, BNF. I looked like a genius for one week. For one week. <laughs> That's the way we're going to do it. We'll update the leaderboard each week and we're always interested in who you guys thought deserved the votes. But, Maddie, kick us off. Who got your votes this week? For my divvy up of the 10 points this week, I gave – I'll start with the low numbers. Okay. I gave one vote to McGovern and one vote to Chera. Yep. McGovern's work in the back line, fantastic. Chera – He was great. Almost unheralded. Like, I know he's a new recruit no. and everyone talks him up, but he's just – He lifted so much. Does all the work. As well. He was great. Had to give two votes to Doc. Yes. Because he had a really good game and I just, I don't know, first game back, I just Sentimental. bit of a soft spot, yeah. maybe got got an extra extra vote for him there. So Your two votes well. And then I gave three votes Crips and three votes Candy. I thought both ah. of them were just massive, yeah. absolute bulls. Crips got the three goals, but at the game, like Kennedy. Candy's tenacity around the yes. ball was Tenacity's just... Tenacity's the word. Oh, yes, he maybe. just was after it. and. Yeah. 
he's just relentless and he was just always in there and he's quite smart the way he goes about his contested work as well. So, I mean, yeah, three votes Crips, three votes Kennedy, two Doc, one Chair, one McGovern. Okay, good call. Yeah, I thought Kennedy was fantastic as well. It's interesting. I do agree that you saw it more at the game, that his influence, it was huge. Yeah, I noticed it a little bit more being there. I'm going to start the other way around. So I, oh, should I? I will. I've said I will. I gave three votes to Crips. Yep. I gave two votes to Kennedy. Ooh. And then I've split my other five because there was just so many contributors yeah. that I decided I'd scattergun. Yeah, the no, one. there was. I know it was really hard. There were so many good players. So Crips and Kennedy, a uh, little, uh, a step above the rest. And I just put Crips just a little bit ahead because I did feel he played a real captain's game and that goal kicking phenomenal. Um, one vote to Chera. Yep. One vote to Doc. So same as you there. Then the other three that I've squeezed in was Gov, Hewitt, and Durden. Oh, you got Durden in the votes now, as well. Durden was a – the people I considered putting in there who's missed out is Saad, TDK and Pito. I thought both of the rucks actually were really quite good. Saad was probably the most unlucky to miss out on the vote in my approach. Yeah, and he didn't get one from me either, so that's, that's unlucky unfair. for Saad, yeah. Rewatching the game, I just thought Durden's pressure and presence in the forward line, and I, I really thought he made an influence for us. Gov, I thought, was excellent, and I felt like the midfield brigade was so good that Hewitt deserved a vote as well. Yep, no, that's all fair enough. I think Durden's been a real find. Like, oh, yeah. He is just looking like he's going to be one of the great pickups. He got two goals and he had a third, which he gave up where he was like wide open. He tried to do the team thing and he chipped at top of the square. So Dirt could have had three. And he let Cripps' goal go through. And he had, yeah, he could have had four. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's been a real find. Yeah, he he was fantastic. He's doing Eddie Betts as number 19 proud. He is. So we've got Cripps leading on six votes, followed by Kennedy with five votes. And then we got a whole people. We'll put up a leaderboard perhaps on the socials. Yeah, we'll update it. We'll update it week by week. And Walsh is yet to come back in and that's the exciting thing, isn't it? It is. I know, isn't it? We got – it's – Nice to worry about how you're going to fit players in. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Maddie, let's jump into the third quarter and have a quick chat about the coach's box. Keith, you've done a typical play thing. The ball's gone over. Come back to me. You could have run and intercepted that first goal or second goal when it was, and you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. Just a snapshot from Michael Voss's halftime address. There. I think that was the three-quarter speech he three talked quarter. about. Retold the midfield to lift. Yeah. I think that's the one. We got the inside oh scoop God. there, blue pot only. We sure did. Uh, we're in the third quarter, so we're doing our coach's box segment where we talk a bit more macro about strategy selections, and also we look ahead to next week. Maddie, out of this game, what did you notice from a coach's box perspective? So one thing I wanted to bring up, and it's actually something that probably Richmond brought to the competition. Yeah. The forward handball. So the traditional way that teams had worked out of clearances, we'd have the sweeper sitting at the back of a clearance. You win the ball, you flick it out to the sweeper. And there used to be like Doherty's role essentially and then yeah. they would distribute the ball and the sweeper was also there to stop the other team running through the centre clearance with the ball. The new style of play that everyone's trying to do and Geelong was doing it like against yeah. Essen and destroying them the other day, you win the ball, you just go forwards. It's a forwards handball every yeah, time yeah. out of the clearances. And we were doing that all day long, centre clearances. It, yeah. was, it was really noticeable. that we'd well, There's that clip of Crips where he almost kind of fakes it back and then goes forward. I been, know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's almost like he went, oh, I'll dish it out back and then went, no, we're not doing Wait. that anymore. And then the whole Richmond team fell for it, thankfully, and he went forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you do see the occasional maybe sideways, but you can see the mentality of the team is forward handballs and yes. forward movement. I also wonder if that's why we're not seeing as many switches. 
Like the mm. mentality is just to go forwards because there's a few times the crowd was screaming for a switch. Well, that's the other thing that frustrated me about Omak. He just wouldn't look around when he the switch was on. I know. On occasions, he just didn't turn his head. So I found that fascinating. That the, the, it's something to watch for maybe if you haven't yeah. watched for it before. Once you've seen it, it can't be unseen. But the the Good. forward handball game is on. Um. So if that's something Richmond introduced and Geelong are doing, I'm more than happy to emulate. Yeah, every team's trying to do it now. Um, Buckley said that Collingwood tried to introduce it last season, his last season as coach. Yeah. But the, it just didn't work because the players failed to adapt to it. Yeah. And right. uh, the new coach of Collingwood, can't think of his name, but he's now trying to reintroduce it again. He essentially had a dig at Bugs saying that he's drilled too much defence into his players. Oh, okay. So a bit of a change of, of uh, philosophies, I think, amongst new coaches is a, a bit of a focus on the way they move the ball offensively. I should mention coaches actually with a change of coach. I feel like this went totally under, under the radar. We played against Teague. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, in Richard. the other, yeah. I saw him running out there at the ground and he's unmissable with his, like, yeah, the way he walks and runs, the little shuffle. Do you think that last quarter after we kicked five or six in a row, they turned to Teague and said, how do you stop it? Uh, <laughs> I think he said, normally this goes the other way when I was with them. <laughs> it's normally against us, not for us. Well, Dimmer said, and he, did you watch Dimmer's press conference? Uh, I think I've read the, the quotes, but I haven't actually, actually watched if it. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's actually was really nice. I liked him as a guy. He gave credit where credit was due. He said our midfield are amazing. And he said he spoke to Teague. And Teague said he had a hand in recruiting Cherid Hewitt. And you know, oh, I did see that. What a massive difference they've made. Yeah, he's like, those players weren't there when I was there. Yeah, and like having two super talented athletic additional bodies in there makes such a world of difference. So, yeah, that was interesting. And I think Teague probably um, thought he had some secret insight into how to overcome us. But now under the Voss guard... It's a different team. You've got different small forwards. You've got a little bit of a different back line. You've got a very different midfield. Yeah. I am concerned about Omak down back. So am I. I, I feel like it's harsh because when I rewatched the game, he didn't look shocking, but it's a gap for us. Yeah. It really is. It's a spot on the ground where I feel vulnerable. It is. I guess if you want to look at maybe who might be able to come in. Yeah, my only other comments about game plan were that we didn't seem to be going down the middle as much as we were in the preseason. No, that's a really good point. I think maybe give credit to Richmond because I'm sure we would have wanted to. Yeah. But we did not go through the corridor anywhere near as much as we did in the other previous games, did we? And we could not kick it out of defence very effectively. We didn't get that run off the half-back line. Yeah, the run off the half-back line and the moving the ball down the middle. Um, Yeah, they seem to go missing a little bit. Good call, excellent call, sausage call. Thank you, Matty. I was trying to give you a little (laughs) there, but what's the gal going to say? No, I think that's really fair. I I think it's going to, I guess, what teams give us. It's great that our midfield's so dominant we don't have to worry about it too much, but it would be nice to see that sort of run and give that Williams and Saab were giving yeah. us in the preseason. Because you're not back. always going to have that clearance, centre bounce. We've got to find a way to work it from one end to the other and we seemed a bit stagnant there. So We did. Yeah. that's um, Sorry, moving on, what were you saying about selection? Obviously we've got the COVID situation now. We do, I know. And it's, it's a tricky one. At the moment, just... Jack Martin out. So we'll talk about the COVID stuff maybe a bit later. Yeah. But if we're looking at who's going to replace Jack Martin maybe from the reserves. Yeah. So the reserves won 139 to 62. Oh, the reserves. Woo! I think there are about 100 points up at three-quarter time. But I think uh, Richmond gave themselves some respectability in the last. Isn't well, I don't amazing, know if you'd call Maddie? that respectability. Incredible. Our what? reserves smashing like Richmond's reserves and us winning against them. That's what good teams have, depth mm. in their reserves. I know, and Richmond used to, when they're winning their premierships, their reserves were winning the VFL yeah. premierships. The VFL teams can change a lot with turnover of players and stuff, but I thought it was very impressive. I mean, you can't. Oh, everyone, amazing. like you're reading, like there's like a million goal kickers. Everyone kicked goals. Who was best? And uh, Have you watched? Or? I had, didn't watch and I've only seen a very few highlights, but uh, it was reported that Dow, Carroll, Fogarty, Boyd, Motlop and Nunes 
were, the best. were the best. How'd your boy Kemp go? He was good. No, he got a goal and he did get a mention. He played key forward all game until they threw him in the midfield in the last quarter. Ah. I know. And there is a really nice – his one goal was a really nice goal. Not a really a key forward style goal, but it was like a gather, blind spin, yep. drill to goal. So Very nice. He got a few mentions. Uh, Motlop kicked three and – there was a lot of talk about Motlop. Great. That's exciting. He had some really nice plays. There was one where he smothered a ball off the wing and sprinted forward. And Fantastic. That's um, what we're here. Phil kicked, I think, th- all of his goals in the first quarter, but apparently copped a huge hit. Oh, really? Um, and didn't do much after that. So maybe that took the wind out of him a bit, but started on fire. Cottrell bobbed up for three goals as well. He's always a hard worker, but I feel like the VFL mm. is more his speed. So who do you see coming in for Martin? And any other changes for our match against the Doggies at this stage on Thursday night unless something changes? <sighs> I know. Let's just assume just just Martin is the f- only force change and you're probably going to go another forward. I would be excited to bring Motlop in, I think. Motlop? I was not expecting that. I thought you'd say Philp. Ah, uh, I mean, Philp would be good too. Just because you love him. I do. I wouldn't argue with either, but I think maybe you know, everyone's – I'm just going with what I hear. I didn't get to see it. So so Dow what, doesn't get a look in after your beration of him on last week's pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Part of me feels so guilty about that. Uh, <laughs> Part of me doesn't. Like Mrs. Part of me regrets him. nothing. <laughs> um, no, it was good to see he played well, but he is definitely playing as a mid. So and he's not pushing yeah. anyone out. Yeah. So, no, he's not coming back. <laughs> Okay, so you think Motlop might – I mean, I'd be excited by that. That would be – I think he might and I think it will be a bit of a bit of a boost, you know. Yeah. Young draft picked in, he comes. He's, he's, the things that I think always is lacking is everything that Motlop has. Wow, there you go. Well, good call, no. excellent call, sausage I call. I think I was going for controversial call, but I'll give you a good call. Well, no, but always also got a lot of smarts and stuff and I don't really know what Motlop's like that, but Motlop has that speed and skill and finishing and he's a – sort of your more traditional skill set of a, of a small forward. Uh, I'd be really excited to see how he goes. But, yeah, him or Philp I think would be the, the ones. But I'm going to go with I hopefully they bring in Motlop for Martin. Do you see any other changes? I don't think we do unless they decide not to run with two rucks. But I think they're probably going to do that until it fails. I think Lockie gets another go. I think Omac gets, gets another go. Do you think Owies gets another go? I think Owies gets another go, especially with Martin going out of the forward yeah. line. So I think everyone gets a pass. And with a win like that, I don't think oh, you want yeah. to ring the changes. So yeah. unless there's any injury concerns or any more COVID outs, I'm just going to say out Martin in Motlop. What do you reckon? I think that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Did Jack do any midfield time at all? Silvani? Martin. Oh, Martin. Uh, oof. I don't remember him saying you no, mean No, I don't either because I was just thinking if, there was, if they did need a bit someone with a bit more midfield time, there is hope for Dow. Also, Nunes is just floating around, so is Fogarty. Yeah, I mean, if, I if Lockie O'Brien continues to struggle, Nunes might get a gig. Yeah, or Setters. I didn't think – I would rather – here's my call. I would rather keep Lockie drop Setters, even though Lockie had a few more, oh, my God, what am I watching moments. He, <laughs> he just brought more still. I think he still tried hard. Uh, Setters was, like you say, a role player. Yeah, I thought Setters didn't make any mistakes and got in good spots and affected a lot of contests. Lockie, that's the thing. If Lockie had not had such a panicky game with Smothers and yeah. kicks, he would have looked a lot better and he would have exactly. had a better game. Exactly. There's a bit more of the offensive winger. Uh, I think you give them – I think you just continue to go with them. They've trusted them so far. Yeah. Give I think, them another yeah, chance. Nothing worse than someone who's lacking confidence to drop them and then drop them after one game yeah. just to reaffirm everything they, they think is happening. So yeah. I would yeah. like to get, see Lockie get at least maybe three or four games before – they think about ditching him. I agree. So we've got the Bulldogs on Thursday night. What do you think about uh, how we match up against them? Oh, it's 
It's another battle of the midfield. Yeah. I mean, I don't really rate the doggies. Doggies don't have much of a back line. They've, they've got Norton up forward, great young key forward. Yeah, amazing. But he, that's it. Did you watch the Melbourne game? Watched a fair bit of it, yeah. I thought the Bulldogs were really flat and didn't fight the game out. So let's bring that energy forward, doggies. Into they really struggled to move the ball. Yeah. So if our team can come out and be like on defensively, yeah. um, not have that same first quarter lapse as last time, yeah, uh, would be really good. I think you put – if Weeders is good to go with his ankle, yep. he's straight to Norton. Mm-hmm. Take and care of any any threats up forward, and then you just got to negate their like potent midfield. But Bont, they're saying might miss with his ankle. Oh, okay. Might play. I, I mean, I he wasn't damaging last week because of the yeah, injury. he was limping around a lot. I reckon he probably will play. They always seem to you know push him through. Yeah, it'd be a big game for him. But Bont, McRae, Bailey Smith, Dunkley, yeah. you know, they've got such a good midfield. If our midfield can just even equalise, I think our defence and offence is better than theirs. What matchups do we have down forward? Do you think who's taking Charlie and Harry? Uh they're only big. Defender I can think of is Keith. Yeah. Who's more of an interceptor. And they've got English rucking. English. He's a good ruck. Yeah, he's a good ruckman. Yeah. yeah. So he'll be – and he normally rucks one out. So yeah. I don't know if they'll influence their selection, mm. um, whether they think because English is their only ruck, they may they go in with one ruck or whether you go the two and try beat him up. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. And so let's put our money where our mouth is. Do you think we'll win it? I feel less confident than the Richmond game. Same for some reason. Mm. I think there's the uncertainty which we'll get to with what's happened with – Voss not being able to coach the game. Yeah. Uh, it's thrown me off a little bit. I'm going to back us in by a couple goals though. Yeah, I think we can win. And I think if we do, wow, that's an amazing start to the season. If we could knock off Richmond, then the Doggies. Oh, 2-0 start against yeah. anyone, let alone let Richmond alone and the Doggies. That would be amazing. Great way to start. Uh, I think either way, the win against Richmond is particularly important now that we do have this situation unfolding with a bit of uncertainty it's so important that we have the one in the bag yeah even more so taking that pressure off if we'd lost to richmond it'd yeah. almost be like a must win yeah wouldn't it? you'd be like no we have to beat the doggies exactly yeah so i'll back us in as well i'm gonna back us in by 30 points I'm just gonna oh go. yeah i like it i just i'm yeah it why not have an opinion get I, it look realistically i'm nervous but why not why not um be ridiculously optimistic all right, should we jump into the fourth quarter and play our fun buzz game segment yeah, and open the mailbag? Yeah, while I enjoy the fourth quarters. All right, Maddie, fourth quarter. And like the boys, I think we're coming home strong. Yes, yep. It's going to be an absolute domination in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. <laughs> Over who, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know either. So in the fourth quarter, if you're new to the pod, we do a couple of fun segments. Um, the first one is called the buzzword born out of our frustration with previous coaches saying the same thing over and over. Annoyingly, just as we invented this game, we got Voss who seems He's to... Anti-buzzword. He's anti-buzzword. He's anti-buzzword. What a killjoy. Killing our contestants. So we pick a word and that we think Voss is going to repeat over and over. Whoever picks the word he says more wins the game. Uh, Maddie won last week with work. Yes. And I thought, you know what, maybe the winner should just roll on to the next week. Oh, yeah. Hold. We have the intro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. La, 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 la. If a little bit of sugar aid doesn't get you up and about, nothing. <laughs> um, so you were saying, you are you backing in work again? Well, I feel like the champ should just defend his title. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I, I and to make it more of a fair fight. I was going to say, is that against the rules? <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> Rather than just every time he says work, 
It has to be his little phrase. He rolled out a fair bit last week with go to work or gone to work. Yeah, okay. So you're going to work or gone to work. Is your Gone to work, go to work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's cheating, but we're all on. No, oh. that's legit. <laughs> I'm going with... Just because you lose. Hey, I, I, this week might be my week. I'm pretty happy with my choice. Growth. Yeah, I mean, there's so many options after the game. Belief. Yeah. Uh, Consistency. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah all those sort of things. Play for each other. But yeah. All and I've gone with growth because I thought this win did show a lot of growth. Right, yes. So, so let's let's roll it. What did Voss say more, uh, go to work or growth? We were obviously growing some confidence. Go to work a little bit more and um, grow within our group. It's been steadily growing. Like you said, his growth's been enormous. Um, grow their games and go to work again. And so we just keep growing that out. You know, a high-performance team have gone to work. Um, the coaches have gone to work. Um, we've got to get back to work. We've still got things to, to grow in our game. Woo! Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought when you... I don't know. Go to work, came home strong. But just in case you weren't counting, growth or growing one. Yeah, 7-5. Yeah. Hey, it was sneaky how many times you made to sneak growth in. And now following your lead, I'll be picking growth all season. Oh, man. So. I don't know. Go to work could make a comeback next week. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. All right, all right. Uh, introducing another new segment this week as well. We're going to do a little bit of a recap on a Blues News hot story, if there is one. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Very nice, Maddie. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> DJ news. DJ on the uh, roadcaster. Uh, I think there's some obvious breaking blues news to address this week, and that is the coach, Michael Voss, uh, Jack Martin, and I think a couple other administrative people at the club have caught COVID and mm. are under the health protocols. It is a big concern. It's. I saw this meme that was like, something nice happens to Carlton, then COVID. I like, know. Of course. I saw an interview with a Hawthorne player. I think it was the captain, maybe Ben McAvoy. And they're talking because they've got a few players out with COVID. Yeah. But he said most of their team caught it over Christmas and now they're just getting three or four a week trickling in. And I'm thinking back, I don't remember any of our players getting no. over Christmas and it makes me nervous. I'm so worried. I, I, as of today, and we're recording on Sunday, this is dropping tomorrow morning, Monday morning. So when you're listening, hopefully there's not too many more, but it doesn't sound like it's spread beyond Vossi or Jack Martin. How on earth that's the case? I know. They said they've all done tests on Saturday, rapid tests though, which sometimes aren't as conclusive. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hopefully, maybe they got it early because Voss tested three times negative on Thursday before the game. I hope they've got it early. I mean, I don't know what the protocols are, but is this what's going to happen all it's season? It's minimum seven days out. So that's why they're saying Voss and Martin definitely can't play because they tested positive on Thursday night, Friday morning, and our next game's Thursday. Yeah. So even if you come back with negative tests, you're out for minimum seven. And the AFL, from what I understand, aren't going to have any leniency for scheduling. So it's just, just tough like, luck. you got to play with what you've got. I don't know how far I want to dive into a COVID-related topic, but is this reasonable? Like, this is crazy. Uh, I think the seven days is we've got the top-up players. I think every club's going to be dealing with it. And I think it's frustrating for us now that we're potentially dealing with it. But I think it's just going to be one of those things we have to accept this season. I wish there'd just be a bit of flexibility around scheduling. If you yeah. could move the – like, not having Vossi coach, I mean, one game in the chair. Ash Hansen steps up to coach us. Yes, ex-doggies coach so oh, yes, yeah. yeah not the worst replacement then and they've announced that you got the COVID top up list but that doesn't kick in until you get really low on your list numbers I did read it it was something like 28 I think when you yeah. first kicks in and 24 was like another trigger or something like that so yeah. it's really low numbers 
And then they listed all our top-up players and they're pretty much all our reserve players. But in amongst them, Joshy Cripps, yes. Thunder Thigh Ty. So part of me is like, yeah, Thunder Thigh Ty for the second half of the season if he can get over whatever was wrong with him. It's a real concern if we're going to miss a big group of players. It's really concerning. Uh, two, three, I'll deal with it. Depending on who the two, three are. Yeah, even then I feel like we're good enough now that we could probably get away with two or three, as long as they're not all, I guess, all in the one spot, I guess. But Well, speaking of players missing or coming back, I guess the other bit of news was Walshie allegedly seen running around. He was, yeah. There was that footage of him doing a very gingerly jog, but everyone's yeah. saying he's coming back early. The words were as early as Hawthorne, which is round three, I think. Great, great. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, with COVID in the air, maybe. The other thing I'm slightly concerned about, sorry to backtrack on the COVID slightly. No, let's hear it. I... I I'm worried about what it affects their training. Like they don't want it to spread. Are they now going to do some weird training where they split the group up into small groups so they don't spread it amongst themselves? Yeah. And then like maybe I remember last season they were doing things like not all the defenders were training together because they didn't want like the whole defensive group together. So that's probably one of my also big concerns is how it it affects your week. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cohesion. It's, it's very up in the air at the time of recording this. We have no idea. We just have to cross our fingers and toes that it stops at Martin and Voss. Even if it does stop at them, I think it's a it's a real shame, but it's just the way it's going this year, I yeah. guess. Oh, well, sometimes some people do well when they've got a bit of adversity, so maybe that'll give the team a bit of a resolve. Yeah, maybe they'll want to win for Ash Hansen's coach. All right, Maddie, let's um, open Nonagena's mailbag. Always good times in Nonagena's mailbag. Uh, if you're new to the pod, we love to hear from you. Uh, follow us at the.bluepod on Instagram, which is where we pop up on our stories, the mailbag, and ask for you to pop your questions in there. We've got a few this week. We're also on the Blue Pod at Twitter. Send us your questions there as well. We're also on TikTok. Uh, don't know if that's the spot to send questions to, but just enjoy our game content on TikTok at <laughs> the Blue Pod as well. Uh, it's called Nonagena's Mailbag, if you're new to the pod, because Matt's neighbour is Nonagena. Maddie, quick recap of Nonagena for those who are new. Yes, so we did do this last week, so I'll just recap it again quickly for those of you who are just joining us for the season proper and Welcome. skimped out on the preseason. <laughs> Slackers. <laughs> Nonagena is my lovely Italian neighbour who has been, came across on the boat in the 50s with the Brunettis and... All things Italian is good, you know, homemade salami, bakes all the time. Can we have some homemade salami at some point? <laughs> I know. She actually took a bit of a break when her husband passed. I'll allow that. Yeah. So, But if she wants to get back into it, I'm all for it. Totally. I sort of help her out and mow her lawns a few things and then in return I essentially get food, which then becomes the blue pod sustenance. So she makes us food each week. This week we've got some tiny but quality over quantity, uh, yeah. little choc chip cookies. She's on a cookie frenzy lately. Yeah, and we had delicious. some last week too, uh, which is lovely. So, yeah, we've named the mailbag after her. Because we enjoy our cookies while we go through our mailbag. All right, Maddie. So we do five questions. We pick five from the socials. Um, just Sorry. Okay. Maybe chew away from the mic. I'll move it by. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. The first question is from the Nick 3 He wants to know who gets pushed out when Walsh, Stock, and Honey potentially are ready. All right. I'm back. Yeah, let's hear it. So let's go with the easy ones first. Honey. Always. Would be always. But could have Motlop or Philp in his place. So Honey, I feel like he's going to have to prove himself in the VFL. Yep. Agreed. So Honey's not pushing out anyone straight away. Yep. Stock. Stocker. Newman. S- straight in for Newman. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Like for like almost, but just a better version. Yep. Agreed. Walsh. Tougher. Tougher. Much tougher. I feel like. Setters. Setters. You'll probably be setters. Setters or Lockie O'Brien. Yep. So potentially, could we have Walsh starting on a wing? Well, that's, that's what I would say. The bigger question is where, do you, where, where are you going to play him? Yeah. Do you put him straight in or do you what play him? What a luxury. I'd actually 
I want him everywhere, but Walsh on a wing, he's actually got that those that amazing run. Like it's not. He could go wing and then rotate to the middle a little, but yeah. he was very good on the wing in that season. He played predominantly wing. Yeah. It's a real possibility. It'll be, that'll be really fascinating to see what uh, Voss does with that dilemma. Good dilemma to have, though. Very good dilemma to have. All right, so I think we've answered that. Do you want to hit me with question two? So we've got uh, from Nick Webby 9 Do we have a top five midfield? I feel like that's a big call. Um, I mean, after, after if we play like we do on Thursday night every week, yes. Who is the top five midfields of the comp, would you say? Well, there was that Herald Sun ranking, I guess. Um, and I think what they did, they had Melbourne number one. I think that that's a pretty obvious choice. They've you know got all the Viney, Oliver, Petrarca. Yep. Doggies, number two. Yep. Bont, McRae, Dunkley, Fair. Bailey Smith. Fair. yep. They had Geelong three. I don't know about Aging. That. Yeah, Selwood, Danger. Mm. I don't know. Uh, and G- then, G- What, ger- geriatric? Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, I don't know. Everyone just loves Geelong. And Port Adelaide, Brisbane, fourth. Uh, I think they had Essendon six. Oh, I'm so sick of everyone loving anything Essendon do. I know. I think we're better than Essendon. I think we'd slot into that top five. My answer, therefore, Nikki, is yes. I think we do. Yeah, I think we are. Well, if we can keep up the rage, we're definitely top five. They had us like 14th or something ridiculous. Holding the ball. That's rubbish. <laughs> 50 minutes. Yeah, 50 double. Minutes. Yeah. Double, double. He ran in front of it afterwards. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely if the team can maintain this rage, we're easily a top five midfield. I think we can definitely match it with the likes of Melbourne and the Doggies. Which is a big jump from last year when our midfield lacked so much. Slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, so that's exciting. All right, Maddie. next question is from Joko76. Hello, Joko. And that is, was that the best win in the six to seven year rebuild? I struggle to think of a better one. Yeah, same. Um, we've had that one against the Doggies. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I was about to say my only other win that I probably – the last win that I enjoyed that much was also against Richmond when we beat them in the first final when we that, snuck in over Essendon. That was like eight years ago, wasn't it? Like longer. Yeah. So in the last six to seven years, I think it's got to be. Yeah. I think it, it's starting the season that way too. It was so important and had such significance to it's set the tone. A, it's a massive psychological barrier. And we talked yeah. about in the last pod, uh, pars, Richmond on the way down, us on the way up, but have we yeah. crossed pars yet? And I think it really signifies that we have. Yeah. And I think that's massive for the team mentally, even just the supporters, a bit of Huge. hope early Huge. in the season. And just to start the season positive, I think – I know it, it sounds a bit overstated for a round one game. I mean, but people were crying and hugging at the Seriously. end of this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mum hug hugged a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in front of her. Yeah. It's a bit of recency bias probably for me, but I can hardly in recent memory remember a better win than that or one that meant more and could set us up better. On the siren, weeders, both arms in the air. You could just yeah. see the relief for the players. I think it was really important to them and the posts on social media afterwards about Doc in particular. They all shaved their heads for him. They come full ga- full cycle. He's back. No one expects him to be. This huge unexpected win to start the season. And what about Voss, the coach who comes in? So every yes. other previous coach we've had has lost that first round game. Exactly. And That's so true. I think that sort of makes... Good call, excellent call, sausage call. I think in the eyes of the supporters, I was like new coach, new game plan, but we still lose. Yeah. So the fact that Voss has been able to come in and get that win, I think probably gives everyone more confidence. Yeah. I agree. So I think our answer to that is yes. Hit me up with the next mailbag question while I have one on Gina's cookies. So from Scott Simmons, uh, we've got, do you think the fourth... Quarter? Oh, quarter. Sorry. I was just struggling with the writing there for a sec. Do you think the fourth quarter effort from uh, Jack Martin and Fish were enough to secure their spots? Well, setting aside the Jack situation, 
Yes. Well, he's obviously going to lose his spot. But I think they both – I think they both did. What do you yeah, think? I think yes. Definitely Martin and Fish, actually. I didn't think they were Fish the had surprising 17 touches. Yeah. Uh, he didn't play amazingly, but he popped up at the right time and in the fourth 16. quarter when the game was on the line. Yeah. So let's, let's have a look. So Fish, one goal, 16 touches, eight kicks, eight handballs. Yeah. No tackles, I think, from Fish. That's a bit disappointing. That's very disappointing. And then you look at uh, Jack Martin, 13 touches, one goal, one, six kicks, seven handballs, five marks, three tackles. Oh, so it was marks I was looking at for Fish. So Fish had just the one tackle, though. Um, Mm. I mean, Martin arguably had a probably more impactful game. I think – well, that goal he kicked was huge for us, so – Massive. And, and the one Fish kicked. So my answer to that question is yes. I think there were worse players out there than them and they stepped up at the right time. I think it's about what you expect from a high half forward. If they can get a goal and have touches in the teens, I think that's a pass mark. Yeah, I think so too. All right, Maddie, last question for the mailbag, if you can stop chewing your cookie, <laughs> from Harry Billing 32. He's – I've paraphrased a bit from a couple of questions here, but we'll base it on Harry's. Harry and Charlie were lazy and looked average. Has TDK, for obvious reasons, gone past – them mainly Charlie I assume the obvious reasons being the injury I think TDK plays a different role yeah so I think for that reason it's a bit of a hard one to say if you don't talk purely as forwards uh you could argue maybe Charlie I think Harry's definitely better than both of them as a forward at the moment at the moment yeah but I think TDK and Charlie have some similarities in terms of that athletic leap kind of game yeah. style and TDK was more exciting in that way. He is. Well, you don't, we don't really know if Charlie still has that ability. Yeah. And TDK was launching at everything. He was, I think he also gets the advantage of Charlie and Harry taking the better defenders, which makes yeah. Tom look probably a little bit better. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess maybe if Charlie continues to struggle, you could almost play TDK. You could drop Charlie and keep TDK as a forward. And yeah, then between true. Sauce and TDK, you could probably work out the relief. It's a possibility. It's good to have options. Or you could bring Kemp into the team. Oh, <laughs> any excuse will do. Do you agree with the statement from Harry that they were lazy and looked average? No, I don't think they were lazy. I think they probably just got made to look worse than what they were by struggling to work together. And yeah. there's a bit more of a what I feel is a bit of a, a, a team – philosophy like everyone scoring goals yeah so you're not having the whole team come and lay blocks for harry so that he can get open and take a mark yeah 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 and when you get scragged as a forward um, harry laid quite a lot of tackles yeah, i think he I laid two in the last okay. quarter so he got himself open a couple of times and just didn't get the delivery i thought charlie was disappointing harry i thought it was fine yeah i think it's always a sign when your big tall forwards are, are taking lots of marks and also getting tackles harry laid three tackles Inside which, 50, presumably, probably, which, is which, which is great, especially for a big man. It's really impressive. Uh, Charlie, not quite. He only had the, the one tackle. Five marks to Harry, two marks to Charlie. So Charlie was disappointing. There's yeah, no going past he that. Was. It's early days. I was expecting underdone. a little bit more from him. But we can afford that now, having other players such as TDK bob up. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Jack kick one. You had Harry kick one. Charlie missed a couple snaps. TDK missed a couple snaps. If they'd all chimed in for a goal each, I'd be pretty happy with that yeah. nice nice output. Nice spread. Yeah, yep. I agree. Maddie, that brings us to the end of the mailbag and I think the end of the pod, unless there's anything else you want to add. No. Uh, uh, surely in a pod that length we've covered everything. I think we have. But <laughs> can you blame us? What a game. What a way to start the, this season of the Blue Pod and this season of Carlton's. Oh, a- so exciting. I was like, there was actually on the way home on the train. Yeah. 
we packed train Carlton and Richmond supporters and we sang the song twice. Oh, my God. Did the Richmond supporters love that? <laughs> they did not love it. But, yeah, just some guy in the middle of the carriage all of a sudden just heard this. Da, 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 oh, da. oh that's, the, that's the magic of a Carlton <laughs> Oh, it sounded like someone who'd had a very good time, but he had no shortage of Carlton supporters joining in. I so we did that. a couple of rounds of that on the way home, which I was awesome. That. I'll end on this note then, Maddie. Your trip home sounds better than mine, but the wind was so good that nothing, not even this could dampen my spirits on the tram home. I'm, you know, listening to SEN, hearing all the blue baggers call in, loving life, and I felt just a splash on my feet. And I thought, what's that? Look to the side. Yes, someone had vomited. Oh, <laughs> no. It is so gross. Oh. It was so, uh, to be fair, a Carlton supporter who'd had one too many celebratory beers. So I won't hold it against Not him. Not judging. But I thought it's a really good night when I've got home and, you know, my husband's like, how was your night? And I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare that you would say that after you've had someone vomit on your feet. So amazing game. Let's hope we keep that momentum going for the doggies next week. Yeah, I just can't be happy with the way we've started. It was such an uh, emotional uh, victory despite it being a round one game. Huge. And it would be lovely if we could just keep that rolling into round two. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. No uh, more shocks between now and then. All right, Maddie, I think that'll do it. Don't forget to join our footy tipping comp. Go to the.bluepod on Instagram and the highlights where there is a footy tipping highlight. You click on that and follow the link. And once you've signed up, click join competition yeah, and then try code. Won't be hard to beat me. <laughs> uh, we should actually be checking who's on top and giving them a shout out. We'll do that next week. Um, also on TikTok, uh, Twitter and TikTok, but I'll put the link to the footy tipping on twitter as well for you to follow there so you can join get on board the prize money the bragging rights are um, up for grabs and as matt says not hard to catch up after the week we all had if you're not following the socials do it this is how we chat to you guys get our mailbag questions and we love to hear from you the.bluepod on instagram the blue pod on ticker ticker that's a new social media platform (laughs) tiktok and twitter uh we'll put out another shout out for mailbag after hopefully another victory on thursday night hopefully and make sure you also follow us on spotify uh, or iTunes if that's where you listen to the that's pods. That's right. Click follow, subscribe, rate us. We love to hear from you guys. We'll be back next week after the match with the doggies. We'll see you then. <laughs>